Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey, this is Mike. I just wanted to cut in at the top of this episode and let you know that Allison and I recorded it the weekend before Angela Lansbury's passing. So please keep that in mind while listening. Not that we said bad shit about her or anything. Like, she's Angela fucking Lansbury. She was amazing. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something that is. My name is Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt, and this is the podcast where we make one another watch movies that the other's never seen before. And Mike, you made me watch Pirates of Penzance. I'm so glad you didn't say my (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband. I did threaten to divorce you earlier after what you revealed. Yeah, and I feel like when I revealed this earlier in the day, you may not have been sure if I was doing a bit or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will solidify it. I did not mean for us to watch Pirates of Penzance I'm when it started. Furious. I was like, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. And I don't know if you've noticed. And you stuck to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it cost us $4 to rent this movie. I meant for us to watch the pirate movie instead. Uh, what we watched was the oh. 1983 pretty straightforward screen adaptation of the Gilbert and Sullivan opera starring uh, Kevin Klein among other people. Mm-hmm. And we should have watched the 1982 <laughs> pirate movie starring Christy McNichol that came out six months before this. Mm. Both are musicals. Pirate movie is a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, Christy McNichol going to a uh, Australian pirate-themed amusement park and falls overboard and ends up having a dream that she's in Pirates of Penzance. And um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it kind of spoofs. Mm-hmm. 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 And I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And we watched not we watched that movie. This because I was mistaken because And you didn't think, oh, this isn't the right movie. We're going back forty years. <laughs> and you know, the guy who played the Pirate King in the Pirate movie, mm-hmm. Australian actor who, you know, isn't a beloved actor like Kevin Klein. <laughs> and I just like Kevin Klein so much that I assumed this was the one that I liked. So, yeah, we sat through two hours mm-hmm. of Pirates of Penzance. So two I could, full hours. Very yes. full hours. Yeah, so I could hear the Pirate King song, Torrent Tara, 
and the Modern Major General song, which I could have listened to on Spotify just as easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could have. Also, yes. all three of those songs are in the pirate movie as well. God so I could have still heard the songs I liked and watched a much more entertaining movie. Mm. I am so sorry. I don't think you realize how much I hated this movie. Oh, no, I, I realized. It is absolute garbage we watched it with my mom too and my mom at one point in time said oh my god how many days has this been on yeah she turned to me at one point because your dad loved this movie and made her watch it all the time Mm -hmm. and she was like can you imagine just sitting through this movie over and over and over again and i was like i really can't i would kill myself and i think that's what happened i think (laughs) your mom's still alive no i think my dad watched it over and over again, and I don't know. I think I just got it confused with the pirate movie, which is such not a great movie. Like, I'm not going to make you watch it for the podcast. I've done enough Gilbert and You Sullivan have done too. enough. You have done enough. But oh so the it plot. It was so bad. The horrible plot. It's so bad. Is... Uh, Frederick's nursemaid Ruth accidentally got him to be an indentured servant to a group of pirates until he turned 21. On his birthday, he vows to vanquish the pirates, even though he loves them personally. He leaves with Ruth. She's totally thirsty for him. She's the only woman he's ever seen. Uh, Then he ends up spying on a bunch of sisters and realizes that Ruth isn't a hottie. So he sings her possibly oh the first ever written diss track, which is mm-hmm. so heartless. So this hurtful. woman who raised him, he's just like, ugh, you're old and plain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's truly the rudest song. She's clearly the, like... The only mother figure, which is weird that she's thirsty for him. Oh, yeah, um, no, that part's also gr- Like, yeah. everything about this movie is gross and stupid, but so, whatever. Yeah, he goes for the sisters, and uh, they have one named Mabel, and uh, he's, like, really into her. And then the pirates show up, and they, they want to marry all the maidens for themselves. Yeah, marry them. That's yeah. what they want to do. And They're, like, holding them upside down and, like... Trying to look up their dresses. Yeah, and Frederick tries to get the cops to help, but they're all like super lame. And the Pirate King tells Frederick that since he was born on leap year, he's actually only five years old, not 21. So he has to keep being a pirate. And then Ruth steps in and explains that the pirates are all wayward noblemen. And the Major General pardons them and invites them to join his ranks and marry his daughters mm-hmm. so it's not problematic towards women at no all. not even a little bit so yeah i'm still mad i'm i'm fuming i'm so mad it does not age well at all no it doesn't angela lansbury an absolute treasure yeah is in this movie dressed as a nursemaid and then as a pirate well, she's pretty badass as a pirate. She's badass as a pirate. I was surprised in that Angela Lansbury is nearly 100 years old. Mm-hmm. She only stopped working in 2018. Yes. And uh, apparently she's been a total delight. She worked for 77 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, technically she's still working because she does like narration for like a Beauty and the Beast 
stage. Oh, cute. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's recorded. So I bet, you know, it keeps her on a payroll or whatever. Yeah. And like no one's ever had a bad thing to say about no. her. No. And she rescued her kids from Charles Manson. Really? Yes. Um, Her son, I believe, was living with the the beach boy whose house that brian wilson i think it was brian wilson yeah, yeah was friends with him and was living at the house and becoming influenced by charles manson Whoa. and angela lansbury was like f no and she moved her family to ireland wow so yeah she saved her kid from That's charles manson cool. yeah so i think the only good thing we can say about this movie is the cast this makes yeah, me realize that's literally it. it how fucking talented kevin klein is mm. oh my god like because we don't really think of him from his roots as a song and dance man that's true um i mean we think of him singing now because of bob's burgers yes but i like i became aware of kevin klein from the movie soap dish right as just an actor yeah by the way and and that is why we ended up watching this i feel like we should have watched soap dish maybe instead <laughs> because uh but we've the connection seen it. the connection to oh, okay that's true the connection to our last movie because i like to connect the movies i recommend to what you recommended was kevin klein was originally uh oh yes slated to play um peter pan in hook which i thought was cool because he played the pirate king in this mm -hmm. and uh you know that we could have watched anything else <laughs> yeah we really could have <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. but i am happy that i got to revisit kevin klein singing and dancing because the choreography in this is pretty excellent especially for kevin klein yeah he's doing a lot of the choreography where he's swinging from um ropes and he's dancing on a boat and additionally i thought i did think it was a little bit impressive that they're doing a lot of the dancing on sand mm -hmm. which oh yeah i didn't even think about that um <laughs> which as someone who used to perform like as a dancer and as a skater like having an uneven surface makes that kind of thing incredibly difficult. You have to be very aware of like your ankles and so that you don't hurt yourself. Right. So that's, you know, even if it's just a little bit of sand, the fact that they're dancing on sand was actually, I was like, well, that's good on them for that. My Rex Smith trivia. Mm -hmm. You played Frederick. Mm -hmm. um, not gay. <laughs> Is that your trivia? <laughs> Yep. Can I just say that the only reason I thought he might be gay is from his current IMDb photo. Oh, yeah. Like, he, back then, was a sex symbol and uh, apparently still is. Like, he's playing the uh, Tom Cruise role from uh, that uh, Rock of Ages movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, no, 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 no. He's playing the Bill Nye role in Love Actually, the musical. Really? Yeah. Huh. Good for him. Apparently a good guy, too. Linda Ronstadt. <sighs> I knew she dated George Lucas. Did I tell you that already? Yeah, you did mention. You couldn't remember which yeah. woman it was, but I so, was like, it was Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, she also dated Senator Jerry Brown, uh, who Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys wrote the song California Uber Alley's about, mm -hmm. and then like later realized... I made a mistake. You're actually a good guy. Oh, that's my Jello Biafra imitation. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Solid. And 
Jerry Brown was like, well, I'm glad you came around and realized it. That's a great uh, story. Yeah, but she also <laughs> dated Jim Carrey and Mick Jagger, and then she hooked up with George Lucas, which Marsha Lucas thought it was hilarious that a rock star would end up with someone who she called so bland and unadventurous in bed. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe he... Oh, God. I was going to say, like, maybe he was, like, very interesting. But then I'm like, no, I've listened to the Star Wars commentaries. And uh, maybe apparently- she maybe she had just gotten out of some, like, rough relationships. And yeah. she was like, I just need some calm. <laughs> yeah. She got done dating. <laughs> like, I think she literally broke up with Jim Carrey to date George Lucas. Yeah, maybe she was like, things are kind of crazy. Get- I really need to just be calm for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only George thing I Lucas think. was so calm that they were out shopping together once when they were out, and the person at the store thought he was her houseboy. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, but George Lucas went through like a weird period, and they dated for five years, by the way, and wow. got engaged. But oh, I, I think George Lucas was going through a thing around that time mm-hmm. because he also dated this punk singer like they say punk singer but sort of like she was punk like cindy lopper's pump oh punk punk. uh named annie arbogast who worked in the sound department at what is now pixar Mm -hmm. and i think i told you this story before too she did the vocals of the original job of the hut scene song lapty neck Mm -hmm. and that john williams son wrote the music for yeah and um much like he had marcia lucas erased he oh, totally had her no. erased oh. because they dated for a little bit and then uh, broke up and they decided to try to cash in on because like there's that disco Star Wars song by Nick, uh, by Miko. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we should do like Lappy Neck with English lyrics. And oh, sorry, Annie, we lost your stuff. So we're just going to have someone else record it. Mm. And now that song with her lyrics and it vocals mm-hmm. not available on any of like the special edition like CDs or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, um, George Lucas is pretty famous for just making things and people disappear. Yeah, not like murderously. No, but, but erase from history. Erase from history and yeah. he's professionally. Real, yeah, he's a dick, man. Yeah, for someone who isn't adventurous in bed, he sure is adventurous in making women disappear from the annals of history. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah. But yeah, Angela Lansbury. It, I was like, I knew she did singing for Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. but I really only think of her as like Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote, yeah. yeah. Which That's brings how I us her. to Oh no, the how about murder. That segue? Beautiful. George Rose. Yes. The modern who, major general. The modern major general. So, real quick, I was like, who is this guy? This, you know, because. He's a song and dance guy, obviously. Yeah, you looked him up and you were like, oh, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, because like, I'm like, you could tell movie, he had a bunch was, of crap yeah. on his face. And which I was, was like, weird that the movie wasn't holding your attention that you needed to just start mm-hmm. looking shit up. Yeah, right. So I looked him up and I was like, oh, like, he was a really handsome guy. And I was like, oh, he died short, you know, maybe five yeah, years, five years ab- after this. After this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, lots of people died in their 60s in Hollywood I didn't really think anything of it yeah a lot of the cops from this movie died of AIDS what (laughs) that's 
Why am I laughing? I don't know. I just am remembering that at one point you were like, are some of the cops women? And I was like, I honestly can't tell. They weren't. They weren't. They were all played by men. They were just very... Slight. They were, yeah, they were very slight and... I don't, I mean, they're just really good at what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they were amazing. Oh, yeah. Their dancing was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 They were, they were really, really good. Yeah. So earlier today, we were talking about the song Jet Boy, Jet Girl, mm-hmm. which is a uh, punk song about a, like a, a boy who falls in love with a man and then the man leaves him for a girl and the boy starts having fantasies of bashing the dude's head in. <laughs> and uh she's with him it drives me wild i like to hit him on the head until he's dead the sight of blood is such a high ooh, 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 ooh. he gives me head that's perfect because it could be the soundtrack to this story <laughs> oh no okay so let me give you a little background on george rose Okay. He won multiple Tony Awards mm-hmm. and was so revered as a comedic performer that directors often just let him do whatever he wanted to do. They were like, you know what? Ad lib. Like people would direct him in Shakespeare and just let him riff. And wow. it pissed off other actors who were on stage with him so well, much. Yeah. Like Richard Burton once said, one should never have to share the stage with children animals or george rose wow <laughs> yes but most yeah. people loved him like yeah. he was a huge like he's a broadway legend a legit mm-hmm. legend very eccentric mm-hmm. he had a greenwich village apartment that he shared mm-hmm. with where do you think this sentence is gonna with end a boy up? nope <laughs> a 600 pound lynx he had an African wildcat as a roommate in his New York apartment. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. That's how famous like this dude was. That he could in the have Broadway scene. He could have an illegal. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he was such a draw that Catherine Hepburn once said. I know people come to see the show because of my name, but it's, uh, or she says that uh, it was my name that gets people in the door, but George is the one who gets the audience going. That's by Catherine Hepburn. That's really good. I was shaking a little bit. In 1984, he bought a $2 million mansion in the Dominican Republic overlooking beautiful island landscape. Mm-hmm. And just think about that. In 1984, $2, $2 million, million in a third been, world country. It must have been a palace. Yeah. I mean, think of what you can get nowadays in Michigan for $2 million. Oh, yeah. In Michigan, you can get a a, man, a mansion. You could yeah. get a castle or something like that. So, like, almost 40 years ago? In the, I mean, yeah, just, a palace. It was a, yeah. So, it was very, Yeah. Yeah. He basically bought a palace in the Dominican. Yeah. He had, like, it, it was his Neverland ranch. Like, he had a Ooh. giant, which I didn't even think of it that way, but Ooh. it's very apt. Like, he had a giant pool, and the reason I was thinking of it that way was he had tons of exotic pets. Of course, the guy who had a lynx in New yeah. York is going to just deck out his estate. And he was such a star that he was able to have it written in his Broadway contracts 
that he be allowed like an insane amount of time off to just stay at his island estate. Okay. Yeah. But like the uh, official press version is he experienced all this success as an actor, but what he really longed to be was a dad. No. Shortly after getting his 1984 estate, he adopted a troubled 14-year-old named Domingo, who went by the name Juan. Did he just call him that because he was like, your name is Juan now? No, well, it was like Domingo Juan, like Domingo's dad is named Juan, like his biological dad. Okay. Very beloved guy. He died in 1988 and tons of huge names came out to the memorial in New York, like Patti Lapone and Christopher Plummer, Mm -hmm. Jack Lemmon, like praised him and like I said Catherine Hepburn did yes. and it wasn't a funeral it was just a memorial because he died in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. he was so beloved like even from the start like he was discovered in school by Laurence Olivier and Sir John Gilgood mm-hmm. and um, there was unease at the memorial because of the way that George Rose died. And how did he die? Well, he died in a car accident. Is that what happened? Yeah, they believe that he had oh. a heart attack or fell asleep while driving. Here's the thing, though. He's a New York City Broadway star. He didn't fucking drive. I was going to say, I'm yeah. like, he drove, huh? Like, actresses Lynn Redgrave and Cleo Lane, who are both, like, musical theater stars, mm-hmm. um immediately thought something was strange about his death. Like they found cocaine in his pocket and in his system. And they were like, wait a second, he didn't drive. So he definitely didn't drive fast and he didn't do drugs. He hated people that drove fast and did drugs. So it doesn't add up and he would never drive at night. And if he had to, in an emergency, wouldn't have fucking done it alone. Yeah. So... On the morning of May 5th, oh, no. 1988, B. Garcia was awoken to a commotion at her gate of her Dominican Republic home. She was the daughter of a New York lawyer and worked in Hollywood as a production manager. She worked on like stuff like The Misfits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She was also George Rose's neighbor and confident down there. Like they were, she described their relationship as an old married couple who just didn't have sex anymore. They were like, catty and they complain about the island and they called the city nearby a sewer and pretty awful people yeah um so that morning there's a cop at her gate and he was like hey uh we need you to identify a body so he leads her down the street by flashlight to george rose's suzuki mm-hmm. on its side And the driver was thrown from the vehicle. So Garcia asked the cop to turn over the body, and it was George Rose. And his face was just caked in dirt and blood, and there were wounds all over his head. And his eyes were open and just like total horror. So she immediately starts like looking around at all the stuff that looks weird, like... That's a lot of dirt for someone thrown from a car onto a street. And wait a second, why aren't his headlights on? And when she looked inside, why is his car in neutral and the engine's not even running? So she kept telling the police, like, doesn't this look weird? And the police had, like, this young doctor there and they were like, oh, no, no, this totally looks 
legit, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, no, this is like a, a stage accident, like a poorly staged accident. Where's his son, Juan? So the police were like, oh, they were like, go find him, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, he lives with Juan. Juan's going to know what was up. So Juan's just out at the bar with his girlfriend. And uh, he shows up and just kind of looks at the body and goes, huh. And B. Garcia's like, motherfucker, like, you killed him. She kept telling people, like, oh, my God, like, Juan totally did this. And she was making, like, a big fuss about it. And then the police came and they were like, hey, uh, why don't you come to the station? And uh, they interrogated her for Hours and hours and hours. No cigarettes, no food, no water. And they were like, listen, the summer tourism season is starting up. This is like Joss. You know, like, oh, my God. We don't want anyone shooting their mouth off about murders on the island. You know, it was an accident. OK, we found cocaine in his system. And she's like, you didn't do fucking coke. And they're like, well, we found cocaine. in You know what you should do? Just buy a coffin and just fucking forget about it. What they didn't know was she wasn't just shooting her mouth off locally. She also called the New York Times. The only way she got out of the interrogation was the New York Times called the police station and mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we understand you have B. Garcia there. What's the deal? They were like, okay, you can go. So she immediately goes to the U.S. Embassy and tells them what happened. They get her 24-hour security surveillance. Uh-huh. And... They were able to get some of his tissue and forensic photos uh, examined in Miami. And the Miami uh, police department was like, oh, yeah, yeah. These wounds aren't from an accident at all. It looks like maybe someone made him do coke to keep him up so they could torture him. (gasps) Oh, Um, my God. Also, to add to the it wasn't just a regular car accident. All of his exotic pets were brutally murdered. No! Like, chopped up. Okay. Yeah, like, it was as awful as you can imagine. Okay. Yeah. So, finally, on May 12th, almost a week later, the police charge Domingo Juan Vasquez Rose, Mm -hmm. the adopted son, his father, Juan Vasquez, his uncle, Maximo, and a couple other dudes for the murder of... George Rose and they confess they're like yeah you know we kidnapped him and we took him out to the field we tortured him for eight hours we kept giving him coke to keep him up for the torture Uh, and then he died and then we uh, staged the accident and Juan admitted that yeah I've been in a sexual relationship with the dude since I was 14 years old oh and I was telling my dad about it because uh, he got this young girl that he was going to adopt. Although it's like mixed. Some people say young girl. Some people say young boy. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Juan, the biological dad, was like, I just snapped, man. You know, so many of these sexual tourists come down here and just start molesting our children. And I didn't want him to do to my son uh, I didn't want him to do to another child but he did to my son even though he let George Rose adopt his son yeah so yeah I got my brother and a couple buddies together and we made sure uh, to stop him from that ever happening again 
and I almost forgot. You know, Juan's 18 now, and, you know, so George probably wasn't going to be interested in him and, you know, probably going to put all of his interest in this other kid. And we were just... Making yeah, sure he did, got all his it money. did cross... Yes, exactly. It crossed our mind as an afterthought, the money. That wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't the main... The main reason right. was the pedophilia. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You're on the same side. You agree. We just... So- he basically let this guy adopt his son so that his son would eventually get all this old guy's money. Oh, I could see how you would infer that. No, 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 no. no. I just mm-hmm. wasn't equipped to be a so dad at the time. So this guy let an old man adopt his son knowing that in all likelihood his son would get molested and then snapped and killed him when he found out he was going to adopt another kid. I mean, I could see the convenience of this, that I did this once my son turned 18 and the money would go directly to him mm-hmm. instead of in any sort of trust. Like, I, yeah, I see how you would think that. But no, no that that was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. The this Vasquez's were never charged for the murder of Joe's, oh, George Rose. Oh, my God. And uh, Juan Rose inherited everything, <gasps> including... A little cottage that George bought for himself near where his parents still lived in England. Oh, And George Rose's body is somewhere in an unmarked grave in... In the Dominican? In a trashed cemetery in uh, the Dominican Republic. They never got his body out of there? Nope. Don't know where it is. Okay. Well, this took a turn. Yeah. I'm upset. And a lot of actors are like, well, now there's like this memorial garden to him in New York and everything. But if they actually look closer, they would see that there is a memorial garden for George Rose in New York for a young agriculture person who died tragically and young, not George Rose, the actor, Uh, just a different guy by the same name. (laughs) Wow. Because, yeah, like uh, B. Garcia was like, can we do something to try to get his body? And they're like... No, we got this nice thing. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. He is literally lost. That's horrifying. And because all of this happened during the height of the AIDS epidemic, uh-huh. it didn't really get a whole lot of press. No, There's because very everybody little... was scared of gay people. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah, there's very little online about this. I'm sure there is because mm. there's so little online about this that I tried to find a podcast to listen to more information. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even find a podcast about this. And there are true crime podcasts about every murder (laughs) that's ever happened in the history of murder. Yeah, that's surprising. I wonder if it's a thing where... I don't know. Maybe it's just too touchy or I don't know. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not happy right now. No, but it's like one of those things. Where, like, I don't want anyone to get murdered, but he was also. Yes, he a... was molesting a 14 year old boy. Yes, that is wrong. And like I, was... My feelings about it are so complicated because I'm like, well, should they have tortured him or like, I mean, maybe I don't I don't know. It was like such an open secret. Like he would complain to actor friends all the time. Like, I can't get Juan a passport to come live with me in New York so I can only visit him on the weekends. And, you know, it's like, 
And everyone was like, dude, this is kind of... And he's like, oh, it's just the culture down there. Oh. Yeah, it's the culture of rich Americans yeah, going like, to third world countries and going, you got any kids I can diddle? I mean, it's the same thing as sex trafficking, essentially. He yeah. just didn't kidnap the kid. He just built a giant mansion around yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> just was like, here, just, just, he put him in a very nice prison. Yeah. At a huge cost. Yeah. Mm. Come live in my prison zoo. <laughs> Ew. That's horrifying. It's absolutely, it doesn't matter if you're in paradise. Is it really paradise if you're yeah. basically no, I'm, a prisoner? I'm just thinking, like, I wonder if he or Michael Jackson were inspired by one another. Like, Let's have like this zoo. Well, I mean, Michael Jackson, his ranch was not in the Dominican. Right. It's just in California. Yeah, yeah. which is. Uh, Although, so like I said, I don't personally. I do. I know. I watched that doc with the victims of him, and yes, he did it. He definitely did it. Well, he didn't do it. He didn't do it to Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin was too famous. Yeah, it's like the Brian Singer thing. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who didn't have a voice, he preyed on them. He yeah. definitely did it. It's disgusting. So that's Pirates of Penzance. I told you that while you hated the movie, you would at least enjoy it. No, let's talk a little bit more about how much I hated the movie. Angela Lansbury, an absolute treasure of a human being, not just has this said to her face, I realize it's a character, Ruth, but has it sung and kind of screamed in her face that she's old and ugly. Uh-huh. So that was rude. Also, when the pirates want to marry the other maidens, they literally... You're doing angry bunnies. <laughs> I am yeah. doing angry bunnies because they just grab them all, spin them around, shake them. Like, why are they <laughs> shaking them? They pick them up. They look up their skirt. Kevin Klein runs around and mouth rapes every one of them. Yep. I did think it was kind of funny that uh, Frederick revealed that he was watching them when they were getting ready to soak their feet in the pond. And, yeah, they're uh, like, stockings are coming off. And it's he's like, oh, wait, ankles. I might see your ankles. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this movie even? It made no sense. It did kind of make me wonder, like, I wonder if that's why I like stockings. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Seeing this at... 11 years old. Um, second, ankles are sexy? Also, okay. <laughs> this movie could not decide if it wanted to be like a Broadway musical or an opera. It went back and forth tonally. It was so bad. Yeah, I wonder how much of that has changed since like Gilbert and Sullivan wrote it. Because, you know, they wrote it. As an opera, correct? As an opera, like turn of the century, I believe. Also... Bob's Burgers makes fun of this. I know. In one of the early episodes in season one, Linda talks about loving dinner theater. Right. And they're going to see the Pirates of Panache. Right. And it's trash. My mom did have another funny line during it, too, where she said, I think Gilbert and Sullivan got paid by the word. Because (laughs) you think Lin-Manuel Miranda puts a lot of words and fast lyrics in songs he's got nothing on gilbert and sullivan i'm glad that you have the subtitles on because i was like i don't even i don't know what's happening they're just did you shout talking at each other i feel like 
you may have learned what the plot was when I read it just now. Like it oh, was very hard to follow. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that I was miserable watching it, it is incredibly hard to follow. If we didn't have subtitles on, I would have literally had no idea what was happening. It's a lot of fast singing and not clearly. And there's a lot of singing over one another, mm-hmm. like opposing lyrics. And I'm like, this yeah. doesn't work. And mu- what is you? No, this is not working. I did think it was funny that uh, during Major General's song, the subtitles couldn't keep up. No, they couldn't. <laughs> But they're singing so fast, like it's so fast. It's impressive singing. It is impressive. It is impressive singing, yes. But it's hard to follow. That is a song. That's why Hamilton works, is because yeah. even though they're singing super fast, you still know what's happening because they're enunciating. Yeah, and here's a fault in it as well too a lot of the songs don't particularly say anything like the modern major general song is just like him saying hey this is me and i can do some funky ass rhymes yeah he's like the song is all about him coming up with clever rhymes yeah that i i was like i don't understand like i don't understand what's happening in any of the songs they're not really doing anything (laughs) other than kind of repeating the same thing over and over and over again yep this movie could have been half as long and still been twice as long as it needed to be yes <laughs> uh, um and i'm sad to say i love linda ronstadt but i hated her in this yeah yeah although she's the only one who seems to be doing any opera singing so that was always jarring whenever she was singing because you went from like broadway musical kind of style to opera and i'm like what is this movie what is happening yeah kevin klein did have some really nice eye makeup on Mm -hmm. um i liked his scarves both on his waist and in his hair he had a fencing sword for some reason even though all of the other pirates had mm, sort of a sword still don't understand why the the lead pirate had a fencing sword you could see the cap on it still right so well because He's the only one who really fences anyone. Yes, but he's a pirate. Why does he have a fencing sword? This isn't like fencing is a sport. You don't kill someone with a fencing sword. They're made to not actually stab you. Well, yeah, because they have the tips on them. Yes. And the tip was on this one. Yeah, I know. But no, a, a, a foil, the fencing sword. Thank you. Is a piercing weapon where the other swords are slicing weapons. So it's just more of an elegant weapon. Well, thank God we had an elegant pirate in thigh high leather boots. <laughs> did you know that my mom took fencing classes? I feel like I did know that, but I didn't remember it. Yeah. I'd like to know how to fence. Yeah, it's supposed to be very, I mean, it's a strategic game. Yeah. So that's, that sounds cool. If I was younger, I don't have great reflexes, and I don't want to hold my hand up like a fucking scorpion tail behind <laughs> my back. I mean, maybe they'll let you put it on your hip. <laughs> like I naturally stand Yeah. There. God, I have such a sassy stance. You do, because sometimes you'll even just like put your wrists in. Mm-hmm. Like you won't even use your hand to put it on your hip. You'll just I know rest your wrist. I know. 
Look like a little teapot. I am as effeminate as Kevin Klein's eye makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I think they also put fake tan on him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of tan already, but you can really tell, like, on his face. I'm like, no, they put makeup on him. It did really bother me that this whole thing was shot on what could have been a Broadway stage, just changing the uh, the backdrops a few times. Like, it, Yeah. Um, it does not look like, oh, like, this is the movie version. Yeah. No, it, it was not... shot like a stage musical. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah. Why are the sets so stupid and bad? <laughs> they were F- all terrible. Fucking the, you could uh, see the matte paintings. The Disney Plus adaptation of Hamilton is more cinematic. Is more than cinematic, this. yes. And that is literally recording literally, stage. Literally, yes, yeah. a stage production. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I am so sorry that I made you watch this. I feel like you're not sorry enough. I am. Is mm. there a movie that you rewatched? And at some point in time, you realize, oh, shit, we're watching the wrong movie. And a question for Dougie, if you're listening to this episode, the pirate movie, because it was shot in Australia, did it do any better there than it did here? Because it and this bombed horribly in the United States. Yeah, that's crazy. I want you to know that. I am going to rewatch the pirate movie, but I will not make you rewatch. Thank you. Not make you watch because I would smother you in your sleep. I'm going to be so upset if it's so really good, and I'm just like, oh man, I don't trust you anymore. So yeah, I know. I hate you so much. I'm so mad. Follow us on Instagram where Allison will relive this movie by posting pictures from it with rage with rage yeah it's just gonna be 10 pictures of me looking mad (laughs) and one picture of kevin klein okay yep all right well thank you so much for listening to you made me watch uh recommend an episode to a friend if you would be so kind yeah i hope you enjoyed this look at the murder of george rose and it's very complicated i don't have both sides are wrong. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, both sides are wrong. And it's yeah, it so is, horrifying. It's a gross situation it from top to bottom. Situation. Well, I love you, Allison. Thank you for not divorcing me. I love you too. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>